Parenting is hard. Few of us feel up to the task. The world is shifting, quickly and dramatically. All of us feel the changes affecting our families. The stress and pressure can be intense. We are here to help sort the good and the bad, provide insight and bring hope. Welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. We're so glad you stopped by. Welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. I am Pastor Brad Mathias. And I'm Melanie Medina. It's nice to be with you today, Brad. It is a joy to be back here. Even though you're far from the Red River Valley, <laughs> you're in Nashville. I it's, am. It's all very much cowboy country, right? Well, yeah, kind of sort of. Actually, I see a few more cowboy hats and a few more pairs of boots when I'm here than I do when I'm at home. That's hard to believe. I know. I know, but it's true. Okay, so we've been walking through a new season with you as co-host. You've got this down. You're an expert. You're a pro. You got it. <laughs> dialed in. Bing, mama. Everything. Ready to go. Mm. So we asked a bunch of questions last episode. I'm going to ask you some more. Okay. Um, greatest influence in your life to date? My Nana. I knew you were going to say that. You did. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So who's Nana? Nana is my maternal grandmother who helped raise me in a very mighty, mighty, mighty way. She introduced me to Jesus, uh, prayer, music, um, worshiping, play, church planting, um, helped me raise my daughters when I was a solo mom. Um, she is in her own right um, a teacher. I would, I would even say a prophetess. She wouldn't call herself that, but she is. And she's, um, she's 88 years old, and she still teaches her... And I quote, little old ladies Sunday school class. Okay. So she's left quite an imprint on you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Left an impression. Yeah. Well, uh, for those who weren't in the studio, which is everybody but me, uh, I saw her eyes light up, like literally like glow <laughs> when she answered that question. She is a fan mm -hmm. of her. Nah, nah. Yeah. She's on Instagram. Oh, that's awesome. Maybe, maybe we'll put a, a post up there and let people follow Nana. Yeah, she loves it. She loves social media. Okay, one last question for you before we get to our guests today. Yeah. Uh, what What are you reading right now? What's What are you What's in your reading list? Okay, so um, I read a lot of books while I'm doing book launches, mm. um, and uh, and I I really feel like that. It's important to support other first time authors and people who are writing new things. Um, but I always find myself coming back to classics and presently, like just today, was reading some Henry David Thoreau. That's from my neck of the woods. That's my neck of the woods first. Mm, okay. <laughs> Henry David Thoreau, uh, yes. great American literature. Walden. Uh, Walden is my favorite big piece by him. Okay, well, I live in Maine, uh, mm -hmm. not very far at all from where those books were set. So. I'm waiting for an invitation to come visit you and Paige and oh, hang well. out and take a, take a hike. You know, it's all about the cooking. So if you can bring some food, we can make a deal. <laughs> okay, sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> well, today uh, we have a very unusual opportunity. Uh, as we go through our seasons, this is episode 107. Um We've had a lot of opportunities to talk with parents at different stages of their sort of journey as a family. Today, we have sort of uh, a different take. Yeah. Uh, this is a different perspective than most of our guests have, have been bringing to the show. And uh, we are speaking with Faith Zimber, who was the 
mom of Lily Kelly, she who, is. Mm-hmm. who recently passed away. And we want to take just a moment uh, to welcome you, Faith, to our show and give you an opportunity to tell us about your daughter. Thank you both, um, Brad and Melanie, for having me. I am so honored and so blessed to get to to share with you a little bit more about uh, Lily Kelly's life and her legacy as well. So thank you. So uh, for those who are unaware, uh, your daughter was involved in an accident uh, in June of 2019 in which she lost her life uh, fatally to uh, to a car wreck. Tell us. Tell us about that story in your own your own terms. You bet. Yeah. So on June 1st, uh, Lily's life was um, taken at the hands of a drunk driver. Uh, Her and her two good friends were coming back from a graduation party and um, a drunk driver hit them head on, uh, killing Lily instantly and sending uh, the drunk driver. He sent himself along with three other friends off the ravine, uh, landing 150 feet below, upside down, uh, climbing to the top of the hill where they learned of Lily's fate and her two friends who were badly injured. So um, the Lord took her home in an instant. Uh, the other seven children or the other six children involved in the total of six kids incident that night. Um, the other six kids are, are fine and all walking around uh, with exception of Lily, who was returned home and the drunk driver, Jose, who is in custody uh, in, in jail. So um, since then, Lily's life has gone on to be just an incredible uh, catalyst for spreading the gospel and stirring hearts and um, just this, the spreading of salvation. Lily lived a life in full surrender of Jesus Christ. Um, she left us journals full of um, prayers and thoughts and uh, Bible studies that she was in the works of and, and just research on the Bible and how the, how the Lord was speaking to her. In addition to, she left us with um, a recording of her song, I Am, which is now played all over the world, uh, as well as uh, available for iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play download uh, for us individually as well. So it's just incredible what God, you know, is doing, uh, what the enemy plans for evil, God will use for good. And what has happened since June 1st, which is just a little over six months ago, is nothing less than, as Lily puts it in her journal, the evidence of our miraculous God. And that's exactly uh, how her life was lived and certainly how her legacy is being shared as well. Is is every single step of this is just like, wow, every morning, God, you are incredible. Uh, How he's revealing what Lily's life is doing in the life of others to stir their hearts towards Christ. I love that. I love that so much. And, um, was she, uh, she was just set to go on a mission trip as well. Correct. She was going to go. That is, that's correct. So she was supposed to have wheels up on her way to Ethiopia in, uh, mid, mid June, late June, uh, returning mid July, uh, for a missions trip over there, um, to work with, uh, orphans and widows, uh, for unforgotten faces, and had been saving, had been um, 
doing the work, praying for the children and the families over there and, and was looking forward to, she was going to lead worship mm. on their trip with the, the youth and young adults that were going to go on that trip. So the Lord is, it had used Lily in such wild and robust and big ways. And, you know, God's timing is always perfect. And we as humans question it because we don't see his full plan as we learn about in Job. His ways are so much higher than ours. But um, just how he perfectly coordinated so many things. Lily had wanted to go on the, Ethi- the Ethiopia trip the year prior. And, and I said, it's up to you. You pray about it. And I want you to feel led to go. And she said, Mom, it's not the right year. So she came to me this past year and said, this is the year, Mom. Lord's really put it on my heart. So although she didn't get to make that trip, her prayers for those children and for that um project there in Ethiopia and her funds that were raised for that trip. All of those things are not in vain. And God's timing is perfect. Even though she didn't physically go, um, God is using all things for his good and for his glory and for our good as well. So it was just interesting that she didn't get to make the trip, but that this 14 year old girl, uh, 15, when she was called home was praying for this particular project. So, so specifically and so faithfully, uh, the year and a half really, uh, prior to that trip. You know, I, I'm listening to you talk. I have, uh, three children. Uh, my oldest is 26 now. My youngest is 22. And I, I've been through the process of parenting them through the teen years. You were right in the middle of that age at 15, but Reading the journal entries that you've shared online, I think your daughter was in a different place mm. than my 15-year-olds were. Tell us about where Lily was spiritually at the time that God took her home. Yeah. I have recently started to say it this way. I believe that in the last, I'll say about three to four years of Lily's life, she already had one foot in heaven. Mm. Wow, that's beautiful. She, um, you know, her heart was just so surrendered to the Lord. Uh, she had made herself a bracelet out of beads uh, in December of last year and wore it for those five months before she was called home. And it says surrender. And she made that and picked those letters and she wore it every day. And it it's just evident of who, who she was that she really was living a life fully surrendered to the Lord, um, that she sought to deepen her relationship with the Lord. That's what her journal is all about. Just like you're saying about your kid, I say about myself at 14 and 15 years old, if I had had a journal, which I'm not sure I did, I was certainly not writing uh, about Lord, help me to deepen my relationship with you. Help me to seek you more, help others to see your light in me. Those are the things that she says in her journal and in her private time and her private thoughts, which is what's so incredible. I think when we talk openly with, with others in conversation, we can speak of those things in a Bible study setting. Let's say, Hey, I want to be more like Christ. I hope others see that in me, but are we really putting that in our private time? Are we saying that in our, our, our quiet thoughts with the Lord? Um, and certainly 14 and 15 year old, I don't know that they're often doing that, but she knew that that was her purpose was to to be in ministry. She wanted to be uh, in music ministry. She led worship at both her school and her church, playing the guitar. Um, 
at, at those. And she just knew, she said, mom, I know that I'm supposed to be in worship ministry. Um, and we talked a lot about the, the reality of it, you know, mom, I want to make sure that the glory goes to God and it's not for me. Mm. And, you know, we see it in the news and I'm just, you know, it's just what it is. We see social media, all of us, we're human and, and we want the attaboy. We want the, Hey, you sounded great. Or, Hey, you look really nice when you're singing or, or, you know, we, we like those mm-hmm. for human. And it was just, it was always really special to speak with Lily about those things. And of course we would counsel her that way as well, but that those things were on her heart as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm listening to you talk and I can feel the power of the Holy spirit in you just strengthening you, giving you sort of reserves emotionally to talk about this. Cause it's not, not a normal ministry that you've jumped into here. Um, right. But there's something that in the quote that I got from, from your information online. It said, I dedicated Lily to the Lord as a small baby. She was my Samuel. And just like Hannah did, I grew her in the word. I was fortunate to get to steward her special life and return her to a rightful home in heaven with Jesus. That is a very powerful quote. And it isn't just powerful because of the emotion that it translates, but it's powerful because it represents the way God does stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It does. I mean, we have patterns in scripture of God having children that mothers in particular spiritually consecrate or set apart for his ministry. Mm-hmm. And they change the world. I mean, these these kids are not yeah. normal children. And so. Right. I'm recognizing uh, some thread here to that. Tell me about that process. How did you or when did you know that your daughter was special, if you will, destined to something different? You know, when Lily was very small, she was a baby when I, I felt the Lord speak that to me. And the reason that came about was I was holding my precious baby and the thought came to mind. And I said to the Lord, if anything happens to this child being so in love with this baby, I would be ruined. And it was instantaneously that the Lord said, uh, you would be ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? Because that's, that's considered an idol and anything you put above me is an idol in that phrase. If you're saying that you would not be able to move forward in life if Lily was called home before you. That means that she's more important than me, the Lord. And he just humbled me literally to my knees. And I fell to my knees and just cried. And I said, Lord, you are so right. And with tears running down my face, I said, God, she is yours. I surrender her to you. I humbly beg that you do not take her before me or before her, you know, long, long life. But if you do, if you do, God, you are king and she is yours to take. And that he would put that on my heart that at a time that she was just an infant, not knowing at the time of how important that would be that I would raise her for the 15 years that I was gifted her as if she were not mine, Mm. that she truly was not, that she was always the Lord's. And it was extremely important to me always from that moment forward that I raised her 
just as Hannah did Samuel, that she was not mine. She was only mine to steward and do the best job I could, making sure that she knew the Lord, that she was um, in his word, and that I was doing the best job I could, certainly failing often as I am human, um, not doing a perfect job, but that I did make her relationship with the Lord and that understanding a priority. And so I was actually a single mother um, from her birth um, until she was 12 years old. Her father chose to not have a, a, a presence in her life more than every couple of months. And so I, I was married in um, 2016. So she got to have an earthly daddy in her life uh, for three years before she was called home. But those 12 years that it was just Lily and I, I made sure that even on a single income that I made a, a private Christian education top priority for her. And I'm not saying that that's, a, that's something that every parent needs to do. Certainly it's not financially. It doesn't make sense for everybody, nor is it a call to everyone. But for me in my life, it was top priority. God had placed it so heavily on my heart that I was to do anything and everything with an eye power yeah. to surrender her back to the Lord. And in doing that, as a full-time working mom, uh, a single parent, only parent situation, uh, I needed that backing. I needed that secondary place to, to come alongside her and grow her in the word. And she did. I mean, I remember her sixth grade uh, year project. They studied the book of Revelation mm -hmm. all through sixth grade. Mm -hmm. I mean, this child knew the word. She knew the word inside and out. Um, reading through her journals now, looking back, it's like, Oh, here, I thought that I was, you know, molding her and giving her all this wisdom. And it's almost embarrassing that she was just so quietly taking in my guidance. <laughs> and and all the while I look through her journals and I'm like, this child was so far more wise than I have ever been. <laughs> so, you know, um, I, I want to just chime in for just a second because, um, Faith, I, I was a, a single mom. Um, I term it as a solo mom. And uh, for 16 years with three kiddos. Mm -hmm. And it was, I'm, I'm hearing you, it's like I'm listening to myself in some of these, um, these, these things you're expressing to us about uh, making sure that they have that Christian education. I did the same thing. Um, I ended up working at my kids' school for that same thing. But mm -hmm. knowing then that they were getting that insulation that they were going to yeah. need, I didn't. I still, I, I still marvel at the maturity of my kiddos. They're all grown um, now, but uh, I, I marvel at the maturity of them because of, because of that. So don't, don't discount, <laughs> don't discount what you were um, seeding there with her yeah. either, because it takes, it takes all of it, every bit of it. And, you know, when you were talking about um, her gifts and her talents and how you must have nurtured those. And I know that with my kids, uh, you have to raise them all differently and to yeah. for them to know what um, their gifts are and understand what their calling is, um, is not an easy feat, especially even as a single only truly solo parenting. Um, you know, I think that because Lily knew and understood those things, that must give you comfort at this point. What would you say to our parents who are listening, um, who are uh at the, at the place where maybe you were um, when she was a baby and, and having that realization, no matter what age their kids are um, about, you know, they truly do belong to the Lord. What would you say to them about nurturing and, and growing them so that, you know, 
she had a joyful life you're sharing now. What would you say to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we as parents are called to um, offer our children various options, right? And kind of see what sticks. So we introduce our children to various um, sports and dance and music and all these things and see what they end up naturally gravitate towards. And I think it's our job as parents to come alongside them and uh, make available as best we can afford both time and money, the things that we see as their natural gifts and talents where they're being drawn. Um, I found my notes, my journal notes from around the age Lily was uh, between three, probably four years old. And I wrote down, I said, Lily, you know, uh, it's time to start looking at a musical instrument. You know, I want to introduce you to music. Now we've done a little bit of dance. We've done a little bit of sports, you know, she's only four, but I just felt like these things were important to make sure she has a well-rounded life. And so I thought music is the next step. And so I asked her, what musical instrument would you like to start exploring? And she rattled off without skipping a beat. Mommy, get me a microphone. <laughs> I love it. Just so sweet. And so so delightful out of the mouth of babes. And as I've reflected back on that now, knowing that clearly Lily's calling was music and she taught herself to play guitar at nine years old uh, from YouTube videos and then uh, was gifted a keyboard piano on her 15th birthday. Um, just a couple of um, a month and a half before she was called home, but she was playing the piano uh, within two weeks of getting that. So at 15 and two weeks, she had played we have recordings of her playing uh, the piano and singing along to it. So I just find it interesting that um, she knew her purpose at four years old. I am so grateful that the Lord put on my heart to write that down and that I have that keepsake of that memory and that I got to watch the, the playing out of the remaining 11 years after that of her life. And I've reflected back on that many times now, recognizing that you know, God says in the word that he, he gives us our purpose. It's not something that we're supposed to find in a self-help book or, you know, God puts that on our heart. He reveals our purpose to us. And so my thoughts lately have been, maybe we really do know what our purpose is from birth. Hmm. Right. And I think we as parents often can poo poo things that kids are interested in. But as you said, both of you have multiple children, so you can compare and contrast those things. Each kid is very different. And, you know, I wonder if we really are as a society oftentimes missing what God's true purpose is for our children when they're telling us. Lily told me at four years old she knew her purpose and truly she lived it out. Um and the remainder of her life. So I, I find that to be really interesting that we as parents, I do believe are supposed to introduce our kids to various things and see what sticks. Uh, when she went into junior high, uh, I knew that she wanted to be in music ministry and that was evident. Uh, and so I started advocating for her at school and church, finding out where can I plug her in? You know, she didn't feel like she was a choir kid. She really felt like she was more of a vocalist mm-hmm. uh, and a musician. And so through that process of me advocating and, and, you know, emailing and calling and, and pushing in a little bit, uh, found out that there was a music uh, intern at our, our church. So Lily started meeting with her. Her name is Lizzie. And they met uh, once a week starting and then ultimately went to twice a week. And so uh, she was 20 years old when she started meeting with Lily. And the two of them would meet together and play music and uh, 
play with songs and, you know, they had challenged one another. Hey, let's find a verse in the Bible and put melody to it and put music to it. And so I think we as parents need to advocate for our children's natural gifting and provide them opportunities, not pushing them uh, like I think we do in society, pushing them into, you know, AP this and AP that and mm-hmm. travel ball, blah, 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 forcing mm-hmm. them into shoehorning them into five different things of expertise. But instead of slowing down and, and letting our kids kind of naturally tell us, you know, I really love this. You know, I remember one time uh, in probably the last year or so we had turned off all the lights. I'd said goodnight to Lily and I hear music and I thought, that's weird. Maybe a radio flipped on or something. And I went and checked on her. All the lights are off in the house and she's laying in her bed in the dark playing her guitar. (laughs) That's so sweet. Mm. And I think we do know our purpose. And I think, you know, the more tethered and entwined we are with the Lord seeking his will, seeking his voice, he's telling us. And without a doubt, Lily knew She knew her purpose was music ministry. She needed that microphone. And I find it interesting that that was her phrasing at four is mommy, get me a microphone (laughs) because she didn't say I need to play guitar or mom, I'm going to be a singer. How much more poignant was the Lord's words through her that day? Because truly now, as we walk out the years and months uh, after Lily was called home, her life truly is a mouthpiece. It's, it's a microphone for the Lord for salvation. And so although we have a recording of her song, we have her journals, her story and her life truly are the microphone to stir hearts for the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's a really beautiful analogy. I, as I'm listening to this, I want to I want to just step in as a pastor and speak a couple of things into this story uh, for our listeners. One, as parents, it is every bit as important for us to help connect our kids with their spiritual destiny as it is to teach them how to read and write. Um, As Christian families, that needs to be high on the list of things parents are watching for and looking to affirm in their kids. So that's the first observation I made just listening to your story. And I'm not sure I did a great job with that. I think God in his grace helped me with that, but you were on it. Mm -hmm. If you were journaling at four years of age, that uh, you could see that in your child. The second thing is uh, for the parents who are listening, how can a 15 year old have this kind of a profound insights into spiritual faith and their walk with God? It's because maturity comes from obedience, not age. Yeah. And I, I think we forget how young the disciples were when Christ called them. Um, these were, you know, older teenagers. And in three years, they were leading men who were 50, 60 year old rabbis, experts in the law. And became the fathers of the church that we know as Christianity. And the reason they were so significantly uh, empowered and enabled by the Holy Spirit is because they had a willing spirit. So when God called them, they said yes. So when we obey, it doesn't matter if you're in the sixth grade or sixth decade of life. It is the response of the Holy Spirit then to pour into us what we need for the next stage of our life. So your daughter had this sort of rapid growth, this accelerated maturity that Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit made sure she was able to sustain because he knew the trajectory of her life. Right. Um, I I really think that's an important detail. 
uh, that we have to, as parents, we have to understand it's not uh, random. It's not uh, coincidental that the Holy Spirit will prompt a parent to pay attention at different seasons of life to make sure their child is prepared for the next season of life. Yeah. Um, and in your case, it was a dramatic end. But you had a sense, even from her younger, early infant years, that the, that was a possibility, didn't you? You know, I didn't ever expect her life to be cut short, but I find it pretty powerful that those were the words the Lord placed on my heart mm-hmm. in that prayer when she was an infant. Wow. I'm, I'm listening to this and I, I, I am confident I could not do what you're doing right now if I didn't know for sure God called me to do it. So yeah. I want to, I just... I want to take a minute and thank you for the courage you're exhibiting right now in front of our audience. And for those parents who are listening, who might be going through really inexplicable circumstances of great loss. Um, what would you say to them about this season of your life? I would say that uh, my child, Lily, my only child, She was called home six months ago in the six months that she has been with the Lord. I have never felt the Lord more present in my life. I have never felt his power more real in my life. His promises are more evident. I feel closer to him. I believe heaven is the more most real I've ever believed or thought. It was ever in my life right now. Um, it's just this overwhelming place of, of peace. Uh, I don't want to mislead anyone to think that it doesn't hurt. The agony of my longing for her is real and raw. But the joy that the Lord has brought me literally every day, every single day is a combination of both sorrow pain, but joy too, uh, for the last just over six months. And again, it's just the evidence of our miraculous God. It's exactly what God says, right? It's the fruit of the spirit. The Lord is giving me, he's giving me fruit. And it's not something that I could have prepared for on June 1st. It's not something that I could have, if I had started my relationship with the Lord on June 1st, when that big storm hit, when that phone call came, I would have been ill-prepared. I don't think I could be standing here with you today saying, I have peace, I have joy, I have comfort, the Lord's strength is carrying me. I don't think I could speak through this interview without crying if it wasn't for the Lord's strength in me and having years, decades of the Lord's promises safely hidden in my heart. And Lily, I couldn't be as confident that she is with the Lord. She's with Jesus, her favorite person of all time. I am confident that that is where she is safe. She's safer than I could have ever kept her. She's without harm. She's without blemish. She's without pain. She has no health issues. I will never, ever again have to worry for her well-being. And I'm able to say that with confidence that she is with the Lord in heaven, already experiencing her vast reward because she didn't start on June 1st to understand 
and know the promises of the Lord. She was able to learn them as a very young child all the way through. And she had hidden the Lord's words in her heart. So she knows that she she's in heaven. I know that for sure. And she was ready. I'm confident she was ready. And I was ready for June 1st, as backwards as that sounds, that I could possibly be ready for my child to leave my earthly presence. But because I have hidden the Lord's promises, I know who he is. I know the character of God because I had been growing to learn and know him personally all the years of my life that I'm able to, to speak of this and use this for good, which is exactly what God tells us in the word, what the enemy wanted for evil. God is going to use for good. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, and we have to be prepared. And that's a lot of what I'm sharing with people is it doesn't take away the pain and the longing for my child, but I know that I will see her again. This is not the end. She's already safe. She's already safe within his arms, but the Lord spoke to me very clearly. It was on June 2nd, just the day after she was called home. And he said, in the stillness of my time, time alone with him, Lily's life is not in vain. Her life is to be used for the catalyst for a holy revival. The time is now. Everybody's watching. It's time to go. And that is what he said to me just the day after he called her home. And now six months forward, it's just awe striking to see what the Lord has put into place in such a rapid way. And that he's given my husband and I truly his strength to walk it out. It's just incredible. Again, it's the evidence of our miraculous God. It's doing what only God can do. We can't take any credit for anything that's going on right now because it would make no human sense that we would be able to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, as I'm listening, uh, one of the thoughts that immediately comes to my heart is for the parent who's sort of following along, probably slightly astounded to hear what you're saying, uh, caught off guard, maybe even defensive. Like I'm not quite that parent and I, my kid wasn't, wouldn't be ready at 15. I want to encourage that parent to just sort of drop your defenses. Like we're not attacking. We're not, we're not comparing your child. That that's not the point of this podcast, but it is time to seriously have a conversation maybe with your child about what they believe. Yeah. Like, Like use this story, use this as the catalyst God called it to be for revival by taking it home tonight with you and sitting down with your child and say, hey, are you ready for the end of your life? Even though you think you're just starting, like, what if? And that conversation could save so many parents, the heartache of not knowing. I'm hearing confidence in your voice. I'm hearing mm-hmm. absolute peace in your heart. Like you are settled on this. There's no uh, area of doubt for you. And that that's what I would like for every listener today. That as they go home, as they take this message on the podcast with them, that they take this as a as a urgent reminder that we're not kidding mm-hmm. around about heaven and hell, that your soul really is in the balance and that teenagers right. really do carry the responsibility of themselves for what they believe. Absolutely. Um, so I'm, f- I'm feeling all of that when you're sharing that. Melanie, do you have any thoughts here as we wrap things up? Just as as a mom to mom, just for you, I am I just 
I'm in awe. I'm absolutely in awe of the way that you are um, just walking with the Lord and your husband in this time um, to build on what Lily started. I think that, uh, you know, I listened to her song, I Am, a half a dozen times um, in the last week or so. And, um, and I visited your Facebook page and I read when, when I'm listening to things and watching sermons and, and anything I'm watching on YouTube, I read the comments um, and I am seeing what you have um, heard the Lord say to you that, you know, this is not for naught <laughs> um, right. because the comments um, just on the YouTube entry are, I mean, they're, they're, so inspirational people are their lives are being changed They're, you're you're giving them something to go along with the grief they may be feeling and it's joy and you're sharing Mm -hmm. the gospel with them and that's i mean that's eternal um absolutely i was looking at some of the entries on your facebook page today earlier today and there's um a recommendation for your page that is from a I think is it a young man from Tyler, Texas. And um, I mean, he, he lost another, a different family member, not a daughter, but what your message um, is doing is it's reaching anyone who's experienced loss. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, I really am. I'm in awe and you've inspired me um, to walk stronger, to put those, you know, those seeds in a little deeper. So thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. And what's what's incredible about what you just brought up, the gentleman from Tyler, Texas, is that this past week, I have very specifically been asking the Lord in my prayer time, Lord, let me just see a glimpse of the good that you're doing by bringing my child home. Let wow. me see here on earth the good. Mm-hmm. And he does anyways. But I've specifically asked that on several different occasions over the last week, literally as the prayer leaves my mouth, or my pen put is set down after writing it in my journal. I have had a message come to me. That is one of them that you just mentioned is from <laughs> Tyler, Texas. And I had just prayed that. And I look at my phone and there's a ding and it says, you have a message on your page. And I responded to that young man, you have just answered my prayer. And his response back to me said, I had to, the call was so urgent. I had to, the Lord put it on my heart to do it. And it's just incredible because the Lord has been so heavy on my heart lately. The verse verses really that say we do not receive because we do not ask. Mm. And the Lord has been giving me hand over fist what I have been asking for. And I ask in his name, Lord, let me see a little bit of heaven. Let me see a little bit of what my Mm. child is experiencing. Let me see the good that you are doing here on earth in her name because You brought her home because she was doing, she was walking with you. You found her approved just like you did with Enoch. She was walking so closely with him. Why wouldn't he want her home in his safety to protect her from the evils of this world? And it's just incredible that he is giving me instantaneously answers to my prayers, hand over fist. He's so generous. He is so generous. (laughs) Well, uh, with tears in our eyes, we're listening along and 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 really walking with you. Even though we we've not physically met, we feel like we know you. And um, yeah. Faith, we are standing with you and your husband Louis 
we'll be in prayer. We're asking our audience to be in prayer for this family uh, as Thank they you. move forward. And I, I just want to make sure that our audience, and we're going to have all the links on our website uh, when this airs, but I want to make sure as they hear this that uh, Live Like Lily Kelly is the uh, the way to find you on social media, correct? Live correct. Like Lily Kelly. And right. uh, li Lily Kelly Ministries is the other uh, URL. Is that correct? Dot org. That's okay. correct. Dot org, yes. And that is, we are a 501c. Uh, three under unforgotten faces. So uh, the Lord has blessed us so rapidly with getting everything set up to where we can go and, and truly share the gospel and, and do it right. <laughs> uh, it's been incredible what he's just opened up in such a short amount of time. And Lily's video, uh, the song I am is all over YouTube. So uh, if you just Type in a few keywords there, Lily Kelly yeah. and I am. You're going to find that video very quickly on the YouTube search mm -hmm. engine. Yeah, and it can be downloaded on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify as well. So uh, we encourage you to enjoy her singing. She wrote and uh, recorded that song. And it, it really is so touching to think that she can know the character of God so well. And she wrote that at 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Clearly, God had his hand on your daughter's life, and uh, he continues now to uh, expand upon that. And we stand with you. We are behind you. And uh, may God richly bless you uh, in these next few weeks and months as you walk this out. Thank you. I very much appreciate that. Your prayers are not going void. It is truly the body of Christ uh, that we are being carried. God is so good, and his strength is incredible. Um, it's just been so evident in this period of our life. So thank you. Thank you so much, Faith, for being with us. We just so appreciate you. And um, we'll look forward to maybe a follow-up on this. I, I would really like to see um, how this ministry is going in another six months or a year. So um, connect with us on social media and uh, and say hello Absolutely. because we'd love to support you any way we can. Thank you again for being with us. We've been talking with Faith Zimber about her precious daughter, Lily Kelly's life. So a uh, box of Kleenexes you asked for? Yeah, I need a box of Kleenexes on this table because um, I'm so moved by this story. Well, it's powerful, right? I mean, you're you're hearing a mother's heart and she is tough, but she's not invulnerable. You can feel the pain in there. She's sustained in the yeah. pain, I yeah. think. That's a great quote, sustained in the pain. Um, you know, as I'm listening, I part of me is just kind of stunned because it, this is fresh. Like this is less right at six months from when she's lost her daughter. And she is actively using that as a fulcrum or a platform to share the gospel of Jesus. Yeah. Not too many people doing that. No. After their child dies. Yeah. No, I've I've experienced um, some loss in my life and loss of friends. And as a teenager, um, mm -hmm. you know, lost friends then. And I mean, what she is stepping out in obedience to do um, is just I. It's already being blessed. It's blessing so many people. Yeah, and so uh, let's not waste it. The uh, practical side of my brain, the the pastor side is saying, okay, take this home with you, please. 
Take this message home with you tonight to your family. Make the time to sit down with your children and ask them, what is it they really believe? And uh, let the sort of weight of this uh, fill the room because the truth is we're all going to die. And the truth is we are all going to be responsible for the choices we make. And the question isn't, do you believe in Jesus? The question is, will you follow him? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah. Demons and the devil believe in Jesus. That's not the question. Right. So as parents, we've got to make sure we're asking the right question. Are you willing to follow him? Are you willing to let him be Lord in charge, the boss of your life? And, it, and those are the questions that are going to make the difference in the eternal destinies of our children. And I, I think we can get so distracted with everything else. Basketball practice, GPAs. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, who yeah. they're dating, who they're not dating, talking about social media, bullying. I mean, we get running squirrel heavy. We're chasing squirrels constantly. And in reality is when you talk to someone like Faith, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, there's only really one important issue as a parent. Like, the rest of that stuff is just... It's not that it's not important. It's just not nearly as important. No, it's just on the sidelines. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, it's a heavy, this was a heavy one, uh, but it's good. It's good for us to take time uh, as we started this conversation to pause, to reflect, to look back on and to assess where we are in our own personal walk with the Lord, as well as be honest about where our kids are. And if you find yourself looking at your family and you're like, wow, we're just not there. Uh, this is this is the start of a new day. So brush yourself off. Get up as a parent and let's try again. And we'll be right here with you. In Brilliantly Brave Parenting. Be encouraged, parents. You are not alone. In Paul's letter to his son in the faith, Timothy, he writes, But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Brilliantly Brave Parenting wants to be an encouragement and support that parents can rely on. Would you consider liking us and sharing us with a friend? As a part of the Tween Gospel Alliance, we are a nonprofit organization dependent on the support of friends like you. Thanks for stopping by. We'll be right here next week. <laughs> <laughs>